Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. I wanted to follow on from last week's message by um, Pastor Tim Phillip on, he, he preached a message called The Way. And if you weren't here, I really want to encourage you, just go online. Uh, it, it's there on YouTube, it's there on Facebook, it's there on our website. It was a phenomenal message about The Way. Uh, and so my title today is, for the message is Mindsets. And I want to ask us a question. I want us to ask us a few questions this morning. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, I want to ask us, do you believe what you believe? Because it's easy to say what I believe or say what I think or say what I think is right, but do I believe what I declare? Do I walk in? Do I live out? Do I personify? Is there congruency with my profession? my declaration, and what I actually believe. Because I can say the right things and I can do the right things, but it's, it, my life is shaped ultimately by what I believe. Yeah. And mindsets. We all have mindsets, things that our minds are set on. And I can come and agree with and smile at, but my mind is set on something. Yeah. And, and these mindsets are generally developed over time where we're developing beings uh, based on past experiences, our upbringing and personality types. Yeah. Like I've gone through trauma, I've been through a moment, it shifted something, I have a mindset. Yeah. I, I don't ride bikes anymore because when I was a kid I fell off my bike. I don't go to the beach anymore because I watched a documentary about sharks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not pointing at anybody. You live on the sunshine coast, you have to go to the beach. But following on from, from Tim's message last week, The Way, and, and in, in John 4, 16, 14, 6, it says this, and this is Jesus, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. I am. This is Jesus. Jesus, part of the Godhead. Jesus, three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so I wanted to ask us another question today. Do we really believe that Jesus is the way, the only way? Because if I truly believe that, that shapes how I do life. How I respond in seasons and situations, circumstances and storms, how I, how I go about doing what I do. And I read a great uh, saying this week by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It says, your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. I'm like, wow, shivers. Does just my presence, does just my being make others question their non-belief in God? Yeah. Their, their denial of the truth and existence of an ever-loving Father. And in Romans 12, 2, it says this. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. So the definition of, of to conform or conformity is to behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. That's, that's what it means to conform. But to be transformed means to, be, to change in condition, nature, or character to convert. So it says don't conform, but be transformed. And the reality of this life is we've all been born with a fallen nature. 
So we can either live out of that fallen nature, which is the socially accepted standards or context, or we can allow ourselves as we journey through this life to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, to, to become what we're not through the grace and mercy of Jesus. And, and I love that. Do not conform, but rather be transformed. How, how do we do that? How do we, how do we allow ourselves to be transformed? It's to position ourselves in the presence of God, to submit to the will of God, to consume the Word of God. Tim said you can't separate God and the Word. It says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. But you, you cannot separate. The, the Word of God, it says heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word remains forever. And, and I believe that in a season where the Spirit of God seems to be moving more and at an increasing pace, the level of Word on the inside of us right now is so important. Yeah. To know the truth, to know the promises, to know what's been declared and what, what will come in the future, it is so important that right now we are seeking Him. I love what Justin said before when we are praying, if you seek for me with all your heart, when, when you seek for me, you'll find me. That, that God wants to be found, but he wants to be sought out. And, and one of the ways that we can seek him out is to go to his word and, and have the different facets and natures of God revealed to us through that world. Amen? So another question is, what do you believe and what's your mindset? Because I was raised religious and, and, and quite religious. And, and it formed mindsets on the inside of me that had to be broken when I met Jesus. Because I've said it many times that I knew about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know that I could know Jesus. I just knew that I could know about a historical figure who I liked, who seemed to be an amazing man, who did great things. But I had to have mindsets shifted on the inside of me so that I could enter into relationship with Jesus. Amen? Is Jesus the way, the truth, and the life or not? Because every day we're being programmed. We're being programmed by what we see, we hear, and we experience. Every single day we're all being programmed by what we see, by what we hear, and by what we experience. And we're programmed to form views. We're programmed to, to, to put a stake in the ground and, and form a position. My position on this issue is this. But the kingdom of God is countercultural. We're called to live outside of the bounds of the constraints and the constraints of societal values. We're called to live to a higher standard and a higher way. The Bible says that love, don't hate. Forgive, don't hold on to a grudge. Give, don't withhold. It's all countercultural. And you only have to turn the TV on to hear about something bad happening locally or globally, and, and then you form a position based on what you see, but half the time it's false news or it's, 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 it's half a story. Yeah. So are we going to do our lives based on the way, truth, and the lie, or are we going to do it based on what we hear, see, and experience? Yeah. I want to encourage us to, try to, to plant our lives upon uh, the truth of the Word of God upon a solid foundation that will set us up for victory in life. And I love it, Corinthians, it says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. You have victory in life through Jesus. Justin mentioned it before, that in Christ we are a new creation. We're not who we used to be. We're not what we used to do. We are a brand new creation in him. Amen? Amen. 
Do not conform, but be transformed. Here the Apostle Paul is saying to us, don't conform to the world's way of thinking. Allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a discipline. I think one of the greatest assets in life is a disciplined mind. A mind that has the ability to arrest thoughts that are false, that aren't true, that seem plausible, and and tickle, tickle the imagination of where I could go with that, but it's not true. And to live a disciplined a life with a disciplined mind will set you up for victory and success in life. And Paul was a transformed life. Paul formerly saw a religious zealot who was going about killing Christians and persecuting the church, thinking he was doing the way, but he wasn't. He thought what he was doing was the way. He thought what he was doing was righteousness, but it was just religion. And God doesn't want us as a people to do religion. He wants us to do relationship. He wants us to enter into relationship so we can walk out the way. And I love this in in Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. I thought that was right. I thought I was doing a good thing. I thought that was the way. But it's leading me to death because it's not the way. Anything that's not leading us closer to Christ, anything that doesn't put our hand in Jesus' hand or take a hold of somebody else's hand and connect it to the hand of Jesus is not the way. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there's no fear, there's no condemnation, there's no guilt, there's no judgment in Christ. If you're feeling that or experiencing it, that's not the way. Because yeah. Jesus, it says God is love. God is love and God is available. He's an ever-present help in times of trouble. He's with you, for you, always. Yeah. And the amazing thing is I'm... I'm nearly 47. I'll be 47 this month. I'm getting old. But so is my mind. Our minds get old and our minds need to be renewed. Because my mind is getting old based on what I've walked through, what I've experienced, what is presented before me, what I'm programmed for. But I don't have to accept all of those things. I can have my mind renewed, transformed by God in his goodness. And To renew a thing is to bring it back to its original or intended state. To to renew it. Have you ever seen a car restored? And you've got this majestic 1967 whatever it might be, Ford Mustang. And and it's majestic. And you see photos of it. But over time it's sat in the barn and it's gathered dust and it's got cobwebs and it's it's been left. The the tires have gone flat. But, But when it's restored, when time and work and energy is put in, it can be restored to its former glory, to its original intended state. That's what God wants to do for you and I. Restore our minds, bring our minds back to that new creation state where we can go back to being in Christ anew and afresh. It's not about getting saved again. It's about renewing our our commitment and our passion to the truth, allowing God to do a work. And I don't know about you, but one of the hardest things in life is letting God put his hand on you. Because I'm right. I'm always right. I'm right with everything. But I'm not. Because there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. Wow. That, that I have to continually come back with humility and, with, and say, you know, there's a scripture that says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you. And if I've learned anything in life, it's, it's, it's better to humble yourself than to be humble. Wow. It, it's better to choose to be humble than to be humbled by circumstance or situation or fact. And have you ever been called out for something? Yeah. Called out and somebody says, you did this. No, I didn't. And then you knew you did it. I didn't do that. And then, then it's proven that you did do it. 
and then you have to eat humble pie. It's better than this. Yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have that issue. Church, we have issues. Every single one of us has issues. Every single person here, sitting here today, God bless you, has issues. Let's just deal with our issues. Because like Ryan said, we can't earn God's love. We can't earn God's grace. We can't earn a better position in heaven. We can't. We're messed up. We're broken. We're hurting. But God fills the gaps. Every step of the way, everything we walk through, he says, so let your life be transformed. Don't conform because it's easy. Don't conform because everybody else is. Don't conform because it's socially acceptable. Let yourself be transformed. Live above. Live beyond. In Isaiah 55, it says, My ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts your thoughts, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. I, I want to remind us here today, the world's ways are not God's ways. The, the world's ways are not God's ways, even if they seem good, even if they're fulfilling. Even if you have fun doing it, the world's ways are not God's ways. And I was reminded this week, I was speaking to somebody just about the our life is but a vapour, here today and gone tomorrow. And, and, and we're, we're, what we're living out now is just preparation for eternity with Christ, where we'll do what we did this morning, just worshipping and praising and lifting high the name of Jesus. But let's not conform now. Let's be strengthened and transformed for then. Amen. And to succeed in life, we don't just have to say the right things. How are you? Doing? I'm wonderfully well and blessed and highly favoured of the Lord. <laughs> now, do you believe it? Because you are. Is it just something that rolls off your tongue as a cliched statement? I'm, I'm, I'm wonderfully well and blessed, but I'm going to go and kick that rock and I'm going to slash that tyre and I'm going to, you know, send that text and I'm going to blow up at some... Or, or is it, no, you know, it is well with my soul. It, it is well with my soul. There is peace on the inside. I've got, I've got the truth of the word of God, of his love, of his acceptance, of his mercy and grace on the inside. That holds me. That strengthens me. That, that, that keeps me upright. I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favoured of the Lord. Paul said, I, I pray above all things that you would be in health and prosper just as your soul prospers. God wants you prospering in life. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Life more abundantly is found in the way. Yeah. It's found in him. It's found in Jesus. And, and we can live according to the will and way of Jesus, or we can conform to the world. Let's not do that. The thing is this. We act out of what we ultimately believe. Yeah. For a time, you'll act as you want to present but when life happens and you are squeezed, you will ultimately ultimately act out of what you believe. You, you know, you, there's a saying that you don't know what's on the inside of a person until they're squeezed, like, like, like a toothpaste tube. Like a, you, you don't know what is on the inside until the pressure of life gets more than they can handle. And we're all good at spinning plates. We're all good at juggling balls. But there comes a time where life throws you one too many balls, when you've got one too many plates spinning and something's got to give. What do you believe? Is God enough? Is God able? Can God do what you need him to do? Because you're, you're declaring it and you're worshipping to it and we're standing in that position. But do you believe? Because what you believe determines your future. And I, I love this quote. It says, people who do not decide their futures, they decide their habits and their habits decide their future. Wow. I would say that our habits are formed by what we believe. 
I would say my habits are based out of ultimately what I believe. Because what I believe I start to do and it becomes habitual in my life and that forms my future. Um, So what are the right things to do? What should we do? Philippians 4 says this, starting verse 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent, excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, a disciplined mind. I can think about so many bad things. I can think about so many things going wrong. I can think about what, what may or what. I want to encourage us to do what, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Can I encourage you this week just to think on good things, just to think about the goodness of God, just to think about the, the promises he's made to your life, just to think about what he's brought you through. You know, there's a scripture that says they limited the Holy One of Israel because they remembered not the former things. They didn't remember the quail and the manna. They didn't remember walking through the Red Sea on dry ground. They didn't remember the deliverance of God. They limited God's ability to move in the world because they didn't remember. And I want to encourage you this week to think on, to ponder on, to, to slow yourself to, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for this and thank you for that. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for healing. Thank you for, God, thank you for your presence in my life. Amen. And as I said before, one of our greatest achievements in life, one of our greatest assets will also be a disciplined mind. And we've got to filter out what doesn't line up with the will of God, the word of God, and stand on that. Now, our minds are funny things. They play tricks on us. I don't know about you, but my mind plays tricks on us. Have you ever sat at home on a dark, stormy, windy night and you hear rustling outside, and there's a rustling noise, and there's a, there's a bang, and you're, you're convinced somebody is outside trying to get in. Uh, They're trying to get me. And, and I'm under my sheets, and I'm not going to move, unless you go, go and check it out. <laughs> go, and, go and see who's out there. And, and, and it's, there's lightning, and there's thunder, and there's wind, and there's rain, and there's noise, and you're hearing things moving around. And really, it's just a palm tree swaying in the breeze on the window. Or somebody, you're down the street, somebody's looking at you. You're like, what the heck? Is my fly down? Did a bird poo on me? What, like, what's, what's wrong? You know, the hair, what, what's the deal? And they're looking at and you're like, what are you looking at me for? But they're not actually looking at you. They're trying to, they're squinting, trying to look beyond you to see when's the next bus coming. You know, it's like, but, but in my head, I'm thinking, what the heck? What's wrong with you, people? I, I used to like people. If you were here on Sunday, I would have liked you, but now I don't like them. But it's, they're not even looking at you. But in your head, you formed a mindset, a view about, I, I remember actually being at a camp, and this is many, many years ago, a youth camp, and it was back, this is so long ago, we were using overhead projectors. Yeah. So, yeah, so the band's playing, there's a girl on the overhead projector, and she's changing the slides, and she's, she, was, she was a bit slow, but she, she got there eventually, and when I'm preaching, she, she kind of had one hand on the projector looking at the slides, and then she's looking at me, but she's looking at me side on. And I'm like, lady, I am giving this my best shot. I'm, I'm, I'm turning myself inside out. I'm preaching the word of God. I'm trying to inspire you to live to a higher standard and love Jesus. And she's just looking at me. I'm thinking, man, I'm ticked off by this. This is crazy. I'm the guest speaker. What are you doing? And after service, I went up to my eyes. I said, what's wrong with that girl? He goes, what do you mean? She was just looking at me. Face. She goes, oh, no, she's deaf in that ear. So she was so diligently doing her job that she's trying to listen as intently as she can. To, and I'm like, I love that lady. She's awesome. She did such a great job with those slides. And life isn't always as we perceive it to be. 
our mindsets can be shifted, can be changed, our lives can be transformed to, to think on and to believe for the good, the pure, the righteous, the, the praiseworthy. Amen? We can all choose to focus on the bad and the negative and the hard and the woe is me, but you're a victor in life, not a victor. How will you see yourself? Because how you see yourself and what you believe determines what you do tomorrow. When you go to your place of work, when you get up and you're driving down the street, when, when just, just how you hold yourself. And honestly, if our lives should reflect the, the goodness and, and the love and the mercy of Jesus, if our lives should, should make others question their non-belief in God, do they? Do we believe what we believe? Do we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth? Because Pastor Tim last week talked about he set the example for how we can live, how we can do life well. We're not... We're going to live defensively or proactively as victims or victors, and that's that's the only thing. I, I talk about in, in you know sometimes where I go places about we're going to live in camp fear or camp faith. That's the only two options we have in life to live in camp fear or camp faith. I'm just choosing camp faith. I'm just choosing God is able. I'm just cho choosing God is for me and not against me. I'm, I'm making that choice despite my storms, despite the circumstances, despite what comes against me, and, and some of it's of my own doing. But I believe God is able to take beyond what I what I just think and there's a great saying that says your attitude determines your altitude yeah. wow. your attitude in life ultimately determines the attitude sorry the attitude of your life determines the altitude you'll rise to mm -hmm. and it says in Isaiah says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength they'll rise up on wings as eagles they'll run and not grow weary they'll walk and will not fight but your attitude yeah. determines your altitude and I love it in, in uh, Philippians 4 I might get the team to come back up if that's all right. Starting in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I don't feel like it today. I, I, that, that doesn't suit me today. I'm having a down day. I'm having a mental health day. I'm having a whatever. No, no, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Why can you rejoice always? Because the Lord is near. I want you to know, I want this to resonate and bounce around on the inside of your brain this week. The Lord is near. Rejoice always, the Lord is near. Rejoice always, the Lord is with me. Rejoice always, God is with me and he is for me. And he's promised, he's declared over my life that he has plans and purposes for my life that are good to bless me and not to harm me, to give me a future and a hope. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Let your gentleness be evident that all the Lord is near. Be anxious about nothing. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If we truly believe the Bible, if we truly believe that Jesus is the way, most of us would live differently. And I want to challenge us this week just to go that extra little bit, just to take that one more step. You don't have to run the quarter mile this week, but just take a step. I love what the Father speaking to Jesus says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Help me, help me believe just that little bit more. We don't need mountain moving size faith to move mountains. You need mustard size seeds, baby. If you give God just the smallest amount, those mountains will move. Just give him something to work with. He's not moved by needs, he's moved by faith. My faith levels are determined by ultimately what I believe. My position is like is, is set by what I believe. Right now, 
want you to think about your greatest fear in life. Everyone, whether you close your eyes with I want you to think of what is your greatest fear in life? And then I want to ask you this question. Do you believe that God has the ability to get you through it? This Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. It says nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church forever and ever. Amen. Our life always reflects our beliefs. If we need to shift and allow our beliefs to be transformed, let's just do it. Let's just swallow hard and humble ourselves. Say, God, your way is not mine. I want to read one more scripture and then we're going to make the declarations, David. Psalm 23 says this. Can, can I suggest to each of us here today that fear is a choice? Yeah. And anxiety is a choice. Yeah. And, and walking burdened down by the issues of life is a choice. And so is freedom. This is the reason the Son of Man came, was to smash the works of the enemy. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. You are free here this morning. So let's continue our worship as free people. Let's continue doing life free. Let, let, let's walk light and burdenless. Let's walk with peace in our hearts. You may not know the way, but don't worry, because your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. And I will go before you and I will make a way and where there seems to be no way, I will be the way. Attach yourself to me and watch what I will do. I feel like as the Spirit moves in increasing measure through the earth and through the church, that, that there are people that you're going to find yourself with a flow and rhythm that you haven't had before. And that there's going to be an ease to what you do. And you're going to sense yourself in a, in a position of breakthrough. It's only because you said, God, I'm releasing back to you all that's yours. I'm casting at your feet my fears, my burdens, my anxieties. Because I'm, I'm determining today. My mindset is I am free. My mindset is I'm redeemed. My mindset is that salvation reigns in my heart. I choose freedom. I choose you, Jesus. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, and He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, the I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is your shepherd. Don't fear. He is going before you. He's preparing a place for you. In his presence is fullness of joy. 
Church, we are living in great days. We are living in days of opportunity. We are living in days of blessing. We are living in days where we can see lives changed and transformed for eternity. And I want to encourage us, church, fear not, for God is with us. Rise to be all that he has called you to be. Step out in boldness and confidence and release to the world who has been freely given to us. You are salt and light. You are called to bring change to your family, to your community, to this nation. And you can do it just being who you are. Your influence is in your nature. So whatever's bringing you fear, whatever's causing anxiety, let's cast it down this morning. Let's cast it down and say, God, I'm not carrying this anymore. Jesus, I cast this at your feet. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord Himself, is the rock eternal. You can base your life on the rock eternal this morning. Father, I thank you for every person standing before me today. I thank you, Lord God, that as we come and we cast our cares upon you, that this morning you fill us with joy and peace and vision for the future. I thank you, Lord God, that you can go before every single person in this room to bless them, to lift them up, to empower them, Lord God, for what you've called them to. Father, we love you. We worship you. And I love everybody just to close your eyes and make this declaration after me. To say this, that I am a child of God. Today I stand on the word of God. I decide today to step into my potential. I dream big. I think abundantly. And I act boldly. I am an overcomer. And I declare an open heaven over my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a wide hand. I just want to do one more, one more thing. The greatest thing I've ever done in my life was ask Jesus Christ to come onto my life. Raised knowing about Jesus, but in August of 1993, my family, mum, dad, all, all, all seven of the kids were at a meeting at Oxford Falls, C3 Oxford Falls, and in a moment, every single one of us raised our hands and said, yeah, I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. We close our eyes one more time. If you're here and you've never asked Jesus into your life, or if you've walked a journey, a journey that's been tough, there's been twists and turns and, you know what, mindsets have been formed. Today, I want to ask you to come back to Jesus. I want to ask you just to simply pray a simple prayer that makes him the Lord and Savior of your life. But while nobody's looking around, if that's you here today and nobody is looking around, I'm not going to call people forward, but would you just lift your hand and say, I want to give Jesus my life. I want to come back to Christ. I want to know that I'm walking with Him. I'm actually going to ask all of us, because I, I do this regularly. I know me, so I regularly ask Jesus into my life. 
But I, I want to ask us just to pray this prayer simply this morning before I get back to Justin and the team. Can we just pray this prayer together to say, Jesus, I give you my life. I accept salvation today. Thank you for going to the cross and dying in my place. Thank you, God, for sending your son to pay a price I never could. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.